Hello, and welcome to another day of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I am your host, Marsha A. Sullivan, and I thank you so much for joining me today to be a part of this podcast and to support this ministry. I have such an incredible topic that we're going to talk about. And the name of this topic is about when God hearts grieve. Now, for those of you who don't know, yes, God heart does grieve. And the reason is because he does have a heart where he feels, he can feel hurt, the hurt, the cry. He, he understands the need that his children have. But in this particular text, we're going to see why God heart was grieving as sometimes our hearts grieved. For an example, our, the human heart grieves when we lose something that is very valuable to us or we lose a person that we have loved and cherished and they died and gone away. You know, there's grief. Or when we are mistreated, we see corruption happening in and all around us and nothing maybe, uh, you know, is being done to to change the situation, whether it's on our job or in our marriages or in something that we value. It could be in the church. It could be, you know, um, at your child's school, whatever corrupt things that are happening behind the scenes or even up close, the human heart grieves. And the father heart grieves too for many reasons. But we're going to get into the reason of understanding why the father heart grieved during this time in history uh, of Noah's day, God was getting ready to do something in the earth that was going to change the course of the earth so that those who would come to know him would really come to fear him. And so let's go to the book of Genesis today, chapter six. Um, chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 5. And it reads in the text, it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. So the Lord was looking in the earth, and he was examining what was going on. And the report for which the Lord saw in this text is nothing but pure wickedness and pure evil that was lying in the hearts of men. In verse 6, it says, And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord saying that I have regretted that I have made creation. And the reason is because man was truly just disregarding God and who he was. They had no time for him. They didn't want to listen to his ways. They didn't want to follow him. They didn't want to obey him. They just wanted to do what they wanted to do. They practiced, practiced evil and detestable things. And so because of that, God was grieved. In verse 7, we see the text says that, So the Lord said, I will destroy man 
whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. Again, God is expressing an emotion here. And that's why the scripture says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Even the Holy Spirit, that's God's spirit living with us can grieve. And so God was grieving here because of all of the sin that was taking place upon the earth. So God has all of this, this shame and guilt in his heart. But in verse eight, we see something different too. Even though that the Lord was grieving, this is what he said. He says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So while all of the things were happening upon the earth, God has looked upon Noah with grace and compassion and mercy. And verse 9 tells us that in Noah's family and in his genealogy, he was considered a just man before the Lord. He was perfect in his generations. And it says that Noah walked with God. And the reason why he was perfect in his generation is that because in his walk, he feared the Lord. He feared the Lord. And because he feared the Lord, the Lord was able to do something special for Noah and his entire family. But let's skip to verse 11. It says the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. Doesn't this sound just like where we are today? If we just look not just with the physical eyes, but with our spiritual eyes, we can see that there is so much corruption in the earth from the leaders to things happening within the body of Christ, outside of the church, just the earth as a whole is full of wickedness. And if I can think, I would believe that in this day and time, if God was to express his motion to his people, I would probably say the Lord would probably feel just as much grief today with all that's happening and the unholiness that is running rampantly in all of the earth. And so going back to the text, it says, so God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. They were doing things that were not considered to be righteous. They were doing things that were considered to be unholy. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So all of the people that wanted to do what they wanted to do, God said, enough, 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 and enough. I'm going to destroy this earth. I'm going to destroy the people in it because they refuse to listen to me. They refuse to worship me. They refuse to obey me. They refuse to follow me. 
So no, because you're walking upright with me, I'm going to extend my arms of mercy and grace to you. And I'm going to preserve you and your family because you walked upright with me. Now, this is not to say that God did not give other people a chance to come because God is a gracious, merciful God. I believe that during this time, God was also extending his same grace, giving the others time to come, time, because that's why he had Noah to do something. And we're going to see what he had Noah to do. So in verses 14, we see that the Lord, this is what the Lord told Noah to do. He said, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. So the Lord has given Noah specific instructions of how to prepare this ark. There were certain cubits that he had to follow. It had to be perfectly right. And verse 16 says, you shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to a cubit from above. And that window was so that Noah can see and those they can witness what was happening on the earth. And we go to 17. It tells us why the Lord brought this upon the earth. He says, and behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh, meaning man and woman, all creation, he says, in which is the breath of life. So God has breathed the breath of life into man and he's getting ready to destroy them. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife and your son's wife with you and every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every sort into the ark. And the reason why God wanted to do that was because he wanted to preserve life with the animals, with humans, so that they can reproduce after he had destroyed everything. And if you don't believe that God destroyed, just wait and see. So as we go down, the moral in this text, we see that in verses 22 of chapter 6, it says, as thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Now, if you read further, you will see what happens next in chapter seven. But we're going to end today with that. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. He did. So during that time in history and during Noah's generation, Noah was obedient to the Lord. The flood waters came upon the earth, but the flood waters did not destroy Noah, nor did it destroy Noah's family. Because Noah believed the Lord and he walked up righteously with the Lord. He walked up righteously with the Lord. And therefore, God was pleased with Noah. And so if the Lord was saying that I'm grieved today because of the sin that he sees happening upon the earth, how many of us would the Lord just look upon and say, you know what? That's my 
son, that's my daughter. I'm pleased with them because they are walking upright in their generation. Now, we have to be very careful to do what the Lord is commanding in this hour because there is wickedness because of sin, because of rebellion, because of all of the things that are detestable, that that the Lord hates, idols, fornication, all of these things that he's warning us to put away. Because if Jesus is coming like a thief in the night, we must be ready. If the God, if the God came to destroy the earth because there was so much sin, how much more would God do in this day and time because of the sin? But I thank the Lord that his, he is a merciful God because he said that he wished that none should perish, but that all should come to know who the Lord is. But as people and children of God, we must be ready at any moment. Because we don't know when Jesus is going to come again. But if you read this story, you know that in order for your life and your family's life to be preserved before the coming of the Lord, we want to be found just like Noah was found, walking uprightly before the Lord, fearing the Lord, not worrying about what everything else surrounding us was going on but keeping our eyes and keeping watch on what the Lord has commanded and instructed instructed us to do. And so I pray today, Father God, for you to speak to the hearts, the minds, the spirit, and the souls of your people, Father God. God, speak to us, God, as you spoke to Noah during his generation, God. Lord, if you are grieved with the hearts of your people, God, Reveal it to us, God. But God, as we see the things happening in the land, I believe personally, God, that you are grieved and displeased, God, with what is going on in this earth. Lord, I pray for you, God, to have mercy on those in New Orleans who have been affected by the hurricane, Ida, God, that you will look upon them with compassion and mercy, God. God, that you will give them the resources that they need, God. Many have lost their homes, God. They've lost so much, God. But God, in spite of everything that they lost, God, I thank you, God, for those that still are alive, that you have preserved their lives. And God, I pray, God, that you will awaken their hearts to know that you preserved them for a reason, God. So, God, give them the strength to keep living and to keep trusting you, God. God, perform your greatest miracle, God, so that they will know, God, that you are a promise keeper, God, that you are a God who keeps your covenant from generation to generation, God. Your heart desires, Lord, that none shall perish, but that all shall come to know who our Lord is. And God, I lift up America. I lift up the nations across the globe, God, asking God for you to speak and have mercy, asking God for you to purify and to cleanse the land of all of the filthiness, of all of the sin, God, 
of all of the things, God, that causes your heart to grieve, God. May you keep us in perfect peace, God, and be with us, God, as we seek you, God, repent and turn from all wickedness. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Until next time, you be blessed, and thank you again for listening to Hearts Knit Together in Christ. God bless you.